What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Loot Page Podcast, episode number 27. Your, um, make sure you, well, what am I talking about here? Um, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore underscore page. And for coaches, I've got a group over on Facebook where every single week, I do live coaching and training wins up with the members. And it's particularly for coaches that want to build a business to um, 100K or plus, so six figures. Um, it's basically a place that you can come, get help building your business for free, and you know, join a community of like-minded coaches that are going through the same stuff, experience the same things, feeling the same things. So all you got to do is head across to Facebook and search Six Figure Coaching Business Secrets. I'll pop that in the show notes as well. But today is all about, I catch up with Ruby Lee and we talk about how to grow your online presence on LinkedIn. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my last vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. What's up? What is up? Oh my yo, gosh. Yo, I'm yo, yo. Just was like, where's the link? Oh, I got it. I got it. It's all good. Yeah. I. This is like, apologies for, I, I mean, I'm not organized with this one. I'm like, I looked at our, I didn't even send you a calendar invite or anything. I don't know what happened with this one. <laughs> Normally I've got calendar invites and then the links in all there. Good. And I'm like, I was just about <laughs> to start this. And then um, it's all good. <laughs> and I'm like, there's not even a link. Like, what is going on with this? We thing? can we can be spontaneous. Spontaneous is fun. Yeah, that's it. I'm thinking, oh man, didn't even send a link for this thing. What's going on? Oh my gosh, you know, quarantine life. You're in Melbourne, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's just like energetically, I've just been like up down. Up, down, yeah. up, down. So it's yep. been really interesting just observing all of it. I mean, like I'm in Docklands. I've just moved from Port yep. Melbourne. Yeah. And it's like so dead over here. It's like really quiet, just yeah. really eerie, very strange. How are you going with it all? Yeah, I'm the, I'm the exact same. I was just saying to my mate, he asked me today, how are you going? Because like stage three was um, didn't really affect me. But stage four, same thing. I've just been like that energetically same thing i've still been getting my work done but mm. normally roller coaster ride i'm pretty good yeah i'm just like i do my thing and i'm generally feeling good but i'm kind of like i i yeah i'm feeling tired like i had a nap yeah. before this i had so a nap today <laughs> so i'm like and i normally don't nap i'm like napping every day and i'm like what is going on so oh Yes. It just feels like, and the thing is, it's okay. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But I'm just like, am I right to take a nap here? You know how you kind of beat yourself up a little bit? But, oh, um, I never do with naps. I'm just like, yeah, nah. smash like, the naps. It's, cool. it's, meant to, it's meant to be. And honestly, like, <laughs> I think it's like we work our own hours, you know. So, yeah. like, I don't know about you, but there's some nights that I'm up to like 2 a.m. because I'm just so on. I'm just like, yeah. oh, yeah, I want to create stuff. And then other times I'm like, I'm going to nap at like three o'clock in the afternoon because I can. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, I'm generally like, um, 
I generally like I, I, I wake up uh, 5.30 and I, um, I, I, I basically get started apart from my morning ritual. I start early, yeah. And, but mm. then I finish usually. I start getting – I don't really have a clock off time, but it's kind of like once I get to 4 p.m., it's just kind of trash work from there a lot of the time. Sometimes I'll, mm. I'll keep on going through, but it's almost like get to 4 p.m. and then whatever happens, happens, yeah. I'm mm. like the day's technically over. If I want to keep working, sweet, but like that's my hours. I don't, I don't, I hardly work night times. Yeah, I go to yeah. bed um, like ten p.m. like every single night. So I, I, I can't do the the two a.m.s and stuff like that. <laughs> do you know, I'm thinking as you're saying that, I'm like, I feel like I start work at ten p.m. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so like it's just you know, and and it's I think also just a, a mixture of like I really don't do a lot during, I, I can't be that productive when the sun is up. Like I just want to sit on the deck and just soak up the sun. I don't know what it is. If yeah. I don't have calls, yep. I really hit productivity as soon as the sun is down. It's so yeah, strange. Wow. Like yep. even when I was working, I'd always be in the office when I was working my nine to five, I'd be in the office at like till 7 PM some nights and I would just smash out so much work between five to seven. Yeah, right. And yeah. I used to say to my boss, well, I'll just come in a bit later. And he's like, yep, that's fine. You know, just yeah. like knowing where your zone hours are that you mm. really like hit your stride. It's just, yeah. And then just owning it. But, yeah, and you do good. that too with your morning routine. Yeah. And the thing is like, I mean, you know, body types and everything like that, we're technically like, we're not all built the same. So it's, it's mm. funny because, you know, the standard work hour, which is the nine to five. Well, there's people like yourself, Ruby, where, well, you know, you your your ideal working hours sounds like it's like, you know, 11 till 10 or something like that. So for you to be put into that mold of the nine to five, it's totally, not really yeah. fitting. And there's so many people the exact same way. Exactly. Same way. Exactly. Yeah. So um, even now, like from, from having the, my own business, I've realized that I don't like the nine to five thing. I actually prefer, I call it tradie hours. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> you start early and then the finish early type thing. But It is yeah. though. That is exactly <laughs> what you do. That's like, oh my gosh, bang on. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Plus you're a mum as well. I mean, that's so, that's surely that's got to something to do with the hours as well. Do you think? Uh, totally now with mm. quarantine when it's just everyone is in the same house, like the walls just cave in yeah. just that little bit more, you know, it's just so intense. Yeah. And so honestly, like during the day, if, and we live in like a double story, so yeah. it's kind of good in a way where I'm like, all right, like I'm either kicking the boys upstairs or downstairs so I can just have some quiet but yep. yeah, totally. Otherwise it's just, it's so hard to even just get into the space of creating, launching, selling. If everyone is just like in the same space at the same time, but mm. honestly, it's just, it, it helps me become more productive because I know that in the hours I have, I make it count and it's very intentional hours that I spend. So it's yep. very rare that I would just procrastinate the hell out of an hour. If I know that it's a good hour I can have just really mm. focused on in the business yeah how do you go with disruptions because like we um like we don't have any kids but like we're we'll have kids next year um at the moment we live in an apartment 
so I know because I remember I was, I was looking at, um, I was watching uh, someone um, in a coaching program at, they were talking the other day and the kids in the background, they're like getting in front of the camera and there's babies screaming and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh no, it's going to be me. I'm going to be coaching clients and there's, there's going to be kids like screaming and stuff. How do you, um, how do you go with disruptions? Do you, do you manage that with your partner where it's like, look, this is where I'm doing my thing. Like just keep, keep out type thing. Or is there disruptions? How's that? How's that all work? Yeah, I mean, definitely Michael and I, we own our business together. So we're both in the same business. He's more so my OBM so and COO. So he sets up a lot of the funnels and the behind the scenes. So when he's doing really intense work around, you know, like funnel creation, for example, I would have the kids. And then if I'm coaching or doing podcast interviews, he would then be minding the kids. They are, however, at an age now where they just they do their own thing. Yeah, so okay. it's good where it's not just like random screaming and just like, what is it dude? Yeah, like what do you yeah. need from me? Yeah. And they know now that if I am on or if the doors closed to not come in, unless it's like something that's really major, but mm. the times that, you know, they have come in and I'm on a call, like I am that coach where sometimes I've got like the kids just go, Oh, oops. Like, Oh, Hey, or they just want to say hello. Yeah. My clients love it. You know, they're just like, oh, yeah. hey, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. It keeps it real. Yeah. Um, so I think either way, and especially with quarantine being such a normalized thing around the world, everybody has something that's going on. If it's not kids and there's partners walking around in the background or there's dogs barking, who knows? There's stuff <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is, just, it is just life. But I, as, as far as how I, you know, deal with it, I just mm. think it's, it's a nice little look into your coach's life and how, you know, how they live it. And it's, we're all humans. So I think it just kind of, it brings a really nice connection point in. Yeah. hundred percent agree with that. Um, well, do you want to start off with just giving us introduction, Ruby, about yourself? Like who do you help and how do you help them? Yeah. So my name's Ruby Lee. I am an online business coach and I am a LinkedIn strategist, which I believe is what we're going to be talking about today. We're talking Very about excited. LinkedIn. <laughs> yes. So, so good. <laughs> I started my business full time two and a half years ago, but it all came from a side hustle. So that was sort of the marker of my journey where I was able to very quickly work out how to build a six figure side hustle whilst working full time, whilst having a young family and growing, you know, a young, a young family. And all of this was absolutely fascinating to my audience, which was on LinkedIn. And so a lot of them would organically ask me, how did you do that? Or how are you doing that? We'd love to start a side hustle too. So my business just grew really beautifully that way. It wasn't ever a line in the sand moment where I said, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. I just started talking about what I did and documenting the process effectively. And from there, I was able to start making really big choices in my career of wanting to eventually leave my nine to five altogether and turning this side hustle into my main business. So in two and a half years, we've made over a million dollars in sales. We've been growing our business whilst traveling the world. Well, circa 2019 (laughs) anyway. And, you know, just really been serving and helping 
a lot of intuitively based or spiritually based entrepreneurs. And by that, I mean like really soul led. So their businesses is really driven from a place of purpose. And that's Mm -hmm. very, very heart centered and helping them really scale online. So I work with a lot of coaches these days of all different niches, but mostly the coaches that I attract are those ones that are wanting to break the mold and not do things in a very formulatic way and really Mm. wanting to go with what feels really authentic to them and finding the code that best works for them in business. So that's a little bit about me. Yeah, nice. Um, so like when you first start, so how long did you say? Was it two, two years, did you say? Or two and I, a half years ago. Two and a half years. Were you, have you always been doing like a similar niche or have you changed? Oh my gosh, I changed. I started off, my side hustle was in career coaching. And I was helping people write their resumes and their LinkedIn profiles because I was actually a head of rec- the head of recruitment for a tech startup company. And I'd mm-hmm. been in HR for 10 years prior. Yeah. So that was a very natural side hustle. You know, people were like, hey, can you help me with my CV? Or, you know, I'm, mm. I'm going for this job. What can you tell me? And it, it came to the point where the pivot was people were asking me about how I did the side hustle. And it was my entry level into business coaching. And I never pretended to be, you know, anything else than that. It wasn't like, I can teach you how to grow your business. It was just (laughs) literally more like, okay, this is how I do it. Productivity planning, picking, Mm -hmm. you know, my pricing, my timing, all of that. And from that point, I went from side hustle into business coaching, business coaching. Now it's evolving into a lot of intuitive business coaching. So more so on the spiritual side of things, which is a whole other story and an evolution of the personal journey that I've been on. So it Mm. definitely has been following the flow and, you know, where the universe takes you in terms of your journey. Yeah. And how long would you say that you've been spiritual for? All my life. Oh my gosh. Like I think from the minute that I, you know, I was born into a very spiritual family and you know, there's like levels of religious, but also spiritual. And like, I could tell you so many stories, Luke, of even like when I was like five and six, I could see things, hear things like really, really cool (laughs) stories there. But you know, it wasn't until I was in my twenties that I started to really recognize what that meant and, and how I, why I was seeing certain things or why I was hearing certain things in that intuitive direction. And, you know, Mm. all that time from really being quite young till my twenties, I was told, Oh, don't be silly. You know, that's just uh, like, what are you talking about? So it didn't really fuel the the spiritual gifts, I suppose, that we all have. But when yeah. you find yourself in environments where it gets encouraged or you see it in a different way, then suddenly you start developing more and more of that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, um, but in terms of me really, you know, diving into my body of work and sharpening my craft and loving all things spirituality, it really has come about in the last like 18 months, I would say. And I've always said with entrepreneurship, it really is such a spiritual voyage because man, you've just got to search so much from within with all aspects of how you set up the business and even just things like personal branding, working out who you are and Mm. cracking deeper into all of that. So it is really just been such a really nice way to integrate both loves like entrepreneurship and business and finding the truest and most authentic us and and the pathway we're setting out for ourselves. 
Yeah, it's always good. Like, um, I, I think I had a quick scroll today, actually. Um, always good looking at your Instagram and having a scroll back. Um, when I first started what I'm doing, um, it was, I've been doing it for 15 months. I was, um, I was in a, a coaching company prior doing what I'm doing now, but having my business 15 months and um, I didn't have an Instagram account, right? So when I basically started this, I was like getting into Insta, but it's just so funny having a scroll on my wall from the beginning to where it is now. Like you just go through different, it's just, it's completely different. Yeah. You look different. There's different colors and there's, I call it like, there's all these, like the dark section and there's the, what I call it, like the fairy floss section. And there's all these different random colors. So funny. So it's so true. Did oh you say like, God, that's so re- funny. <laughs> regarding like incorporating the spirituality and like, you've always been spiritual. Yeah. But, um, I guess having more of a focus on it and really identifying yourself as in, Hey, I'm a business coach, but there's a big spiritual element. And I had a quick look at your profile and you even mentioned that word there now, which I, I don't recall you doing that months and months ago, but it's almost like, Hey, look, I focus on strategy, but there's also a spiritual element in it. Big part. Did you find at the start that you like, was it more heavy strategy based? Yes. Yes. And it was always easier to lean on the strategy because it's so tangible. You know, it's like, it's something that as coaches, like we can teach that you can see the results, you can apply it to your own business and it feels very doable, rational. It's logical. It's yeah, of course, if I have a funnel with a tripwire that leads into a core offer, of course, it's going to mean that I'm able to, you know, add at least 30%, let's say to my bottom line revenue. And all of that was very easy for me to teach because I had come from a commerce background. I'd studied economics and finance. And for me, my, my mind, my brain was very left, you know, very left. And so it was mm. very analytical and I could talk to numbers and look at data and it was easy for me to do this. And I almost pushed aside the intuitive side or the, the spiritual side. It was almost a, it felt like an extras, like, oh, you could pick that if you wanted to, if you worked with me as a coach, you could have that. And we could mm. talk about what law of attraction was and how to manifest more money into your life and that sort of thing. But I never really purely focused on that in my business offering. And there came a time where I realized more and more and more of my clients did come to me for the strategy, but sure enough, throughout the course of our coaching together, and I have a lot of long-term clients now who've said, we've just stayed because we've wanted to grow with you and we've seen the spiritual side really flourish. And because I've grown in my spiritual journey, so have they. So it's been a really beautiful evolution and a very gentle one almost where it's not been like, I'm now going to switch niches. It's just always been this, almost this like blend that has happened very beautifully and very organically. Nice. And like, we have you always had, say, a program? Because um, I know you've got a few different programs, but maybe a core offer, we could say. Have you always called it the same thing? And you've just like kept it the same name, but then it's slightly evolved? Or have you gone, okay, look, that offer was called this, but it was a heavy strategy base. Now that I've, I've evolved and I've changed, hey, I'm going to change the name. Or have you kept it the same throughout over the last mm. year or so? So I am someone who is, I, I really thrive on variety. 
I don't have that very, you know, standard internet marketing framework of have the core offer and that's all you kind of sell. For me, it just would not work. I would be Mm. bored shitless and just be like, give me more things to do. So I have a lot of different courses, masterclasses. I've done over 100 launches and that suits me. I love it. I love being able to show up for a different program depending on what my clients are asking me for, what my community is, you know, voting on, for example. So always putting it out there in saying that I do have a couple of core offers, one of which is LinkedIn related. So that has always stayed as LinkedIn. We've run it four times now. We've had hundreds of students go through that, but the evolution inside of the LinkedIn course is more so I teach you how to start on LinkedIn. I teach you the strategy to build your personal brand and to start generating leads. But Mm. As I start to grow in more of the spiritual aspects, I then blend in things like, well, how to call in your most aligned clients or how to become unapologetic and the most authentic you on LinkedIn, how to practice, you know, law of attraction when it comes to magnetizing PR and media and press your way. And those modules are freaking magical. I mean, like my clients are like, I love that module. That was the one that really got me. So it really just has infused its way into more of my strategic courses as well. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's start talking about LinkedIn and it's interesting because like my perception of LinkedIn would be, I mean, look, I've never ever worked at a corporate company, right? So my perception of LinkedIn I don't, I personally feel I don't belong there. I feel like when I gave it a go, I'm like, I'm I'm just, I'm not formal enough. Yeah. I'm rough around the edges. So it's almost like, you know, Insta and Facey are the, you know, the everyday type person. LinkedIn's the professional person. I ain't professional. I don't wear, I don't wear suits or anything like that. Um, I definitely don't speak formally. Yeah. So that's not me, but and my association with my thoughts would be that, Hey, if any course that's going to be taught around LinkedIn, it's going to be fitting into that same formal mold. Yes. Yeah. So that sounds cool that you're, you're not keeping with that. So like, where do we start with this thing? You got someone listening to this that maybe they got a LinkedIn account, but they're, you know, they haven't updated in years <laughs> or maybe they don't have a LinkedIn account. They've heard heaps of stuff about it. Maybe we should do it, but they're just sticking to the same old Insta and Facebook. So where do we start mm. with this? Okay, so I think a good old statistic is always nice to start with, you know, what is the framework that we're looking at here? So LinkedIn at the moment, it's such a baby social media platform in comparison to the giants of Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, if I like share these numbers, you'll be like, holy crap, like it's just so tiny. There's 585 million users on LinkedIn, 585 as compared to a billion plus, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, for example. Mm -hmm. So of the 585 million, only 1% on the platform are actually content creators, which is again, just mind blowing, right? Because you think if you're on a platform like Instagram and Facebook, you're not only likely to be on the platform, you're also creating. So whether it's even just posting a photo of your dog or something like that, LinkedIn is a funny behavioral set where you're on it, you're observing, you're likely a professional stalker or lurker, but you're not yet ready to produce content because you're seeing where you kind of stand in terms of this sort of LinkedIn framework. And as you said, professional, white collar, has this, you know, persona of it being a formal board meeting type of thing. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, 
can I curse on there? Can I swear? Can I be rough around the edges? So when I looked at those statistics and it was very different when I started two years ago, and the reason that I stepped into the LinkedIn arena as a content creator was because it really was my core platform. I started, mm. you know, my, my career was in HR. So I was very comfortable with LinkedIn as a social platform anyway, but LinkedIn video came out in January, 2018. So for the first time, oh my gosh, you could post video on this platform. And I immediately felt like there was an opportunity there to really be the fire starter, to be the one of the pioneers in Australia who could really use LinkedIn as a personal branding platform. So off I went, I made myself this 90 day business plan that I would be putting together content every single day for 90 days. I wanted to truly test this platform to see what it could give me. And I mean, the results have just been just so spectacular and just stunning in terms of what came out of those 90 days. So, you know, all I did was I promised myself I would show up with at least a one minute video every day for 90 days talking about my journey, who I was. My first video was basically just saying, Hey guys, I'm Ruby. You may know me as, you know, recruiter. Maybe I tried to headhunt you, but I am actually in the process of starting my side hustle. And I think this would be a really cool platform to document that journey. And as Gary V says, may as well document it. So I really took that to yeah. the nth degree. And I'm like, I don't even know if anyone's going to watch this. Um, oh my goodness. It just went from one little small, like couple of views and then it went to a couple of hundred views and then it went to thousands of views. And then all of a sudden I had a million views on like a mm. couple of my videos and it started to go viral. Uh. My followers went from like <laughs> 5,000 misaligned candidate followers type thing, yep. lost a few, came back in and now I've got close to 45,000 followers on the platform mm. and, you know, having banked like over 3 million views on my videos. So it's just been such a, an interesting learning journey from a content personal branding arena where I have definitely been very rough around the edges. I will do all sorts of weird shit on there. I will like dance on the platform. I will lip sync. You're I will dancing on LinkedIn. Oh my no God. Way. Yeah. I will just like, Oh my gosh. Like so many things in there that I was like, I'll just give that a go and see what happens. <laughs> I'll repurpose from Instagram. There's LinkedIn live now. So there's so many cool things that I really wanted to break the mold of to really just use it as an experimental place mm. and to see how much I could push the limits and the boundaries. And the lesson that came out from that is you will have your perfect followers on the LinkedIn platform who just gets it. They just get your vibe. They love it. They love how random you are. And it just becomes your own little space that you carve out, you know, so make your channel yours and people That's will cool. come. Did you face any resistance? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. what do we call them? Like the, the, um, pale, male, stale, like those ones pale, that are like, style. get off LinkedIn, get on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being, I'm being very nice to these gentlemen, you no, know, but you know, it's, <laughs> it was very much just like, Oh child, what are you doing on here? But you know, yeah. I think also at the same time, I really, you know, if, if it meant that I was able to repel them, I was making more room for people to actually find and love the work that I did on there. And sure mm. enough, that happened. 
Mm, and that's that's the same with pretty much everything. Yeah, even on um, you know, even on Instagram, like yeah, it's just being yourself at the end of the day, and you're going to. The idea of being yourself is that you attract the right people, but you repel the wrong people. So yes, I guess exactly. it's no different, is it? No different at all. Absolutely not. And I would argue that the more you just are you on LinkedIn, the more watches, followers, leads come your way. And because LinkedIn is just such a professional stalking platform, don't expect there to be a lot of people that like comment, you know, like Facebook and Instagram is like, yeah, dude, awesome. LinkedIn's going to feel very different. It's going to feel very much more silent than some of the others. But I tell you what, the followers on LinkedIn are more affluent. Maybe it's a generalization here, but they're working. They're earning an average of over six figures. They're looking for coaches. They're ready to buy. There's no doubt about, you know, where they're at around being able to invest. You don't have to ever convince anyone that Mm. the money is worth it. They're just really looking for the right fit. A lot of them are already in this professional development space. So to them, it's like we've hired coaches before and, you know, let's just get on LinkedIn and try and find our coach. On the flip side of things, from a branding perspective, guess who's on there? Your editors in chief, your journalists, people that are scouting for stories. I mean, this is how I got featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Amazon Prime, like all of these, like News.com, Herald Sun. They all came to me because they saw my content on LinkedIn. I would have no idea who even to approach in these like media (laughs) publications and houses. They just said, hey, we love your video. Can we do a feature on you? I'm like, yes, yes, that would be amazing. Uh, nice. That's cool. Um, all right. So like, what do we do? Where do we start apart from what was the first point that you, you touched there? So, you know, really getting yourself out there with video. So having that consistency, yeah. but where you start is if you, you know, as Luke mentioned earlier, if you've got a platform or a profile that's just so rusty and just so dead to the world, please just go in and make it pretty. A lot of what you will be able to do is take from or draw from your other platforms. So if you already have a personal brand on Instagram and Facebook, your about me section can be copied from your, you know, I help statement on Instagram or your bio. You can even jump into your website, you know, pull out bits from there and update your profile. Photo doesn't need to be in a suit. It can literally be you in your hoodie. If that's your personal brand, go do that. Um, Surfboard, whatever it is, like it just, it works so well on there as like a standout way of, um, you know, really being found. And from here, I would start thinking about your audience on LinkedIn. So again, going to be very different from other platforms. And this is what I like to call like contextualizing your content. So let's workshop it. What sort of content would you put out on Instagram mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be sure of posting on LinkedIn? So what are some, what's, what's some up and coming content for you, Luke? On, Gee, on that I wouldn't be sure about putting on, in, on LinkedIn. That I wouldn't be sure. Um, well, not that I wouldn't be sure. But like, I guess just the general, like, like the story feel of Insta and yeah, just like, you know, I mean my hoodie or me and my t-shirt and it's just like, it's just a random story and I'm being a bit of a douche. Um, 
<laughs> I might be like, that's, that's what a lot of like they'll do. Like I, like I did a quick, um, you know, a quick video before this saying, Hey, I've got a podcast coming up, but it's just, it's, it's, it's rarely formal. Like I'll say, Hey, I've got this podcast coming up, but I'm like, you know what? Look, I've been speaking, smashing podcasts lately. This is my last one. I'm having a break. Yes. And I'm like, I'll, I'll stuff up on the video and then I'll be like, you know what? I just post it anyway. So it, yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Not polished. So, yeah. And, and that is exactly what would work really well on LinkedIn. So you could literally take, if you wanted to take your stories, yeah. stitch it together. I use splice just brings it all splice. together. Splice is awesome. Yeah. Brings What's together your 15 do? second. It just brings together your 15 second Instagram ah, yeah, videos yeah. and makes it one video. Right. Yeah. And I would take that and be like, Hey guys, like, the video upload it and then you can do a little, you know, work like a little summary, like a written summary say something like, Hey, LinkedIn, Luke here. Did you know? I mean, you've obviously already done your intro. So this could be like your second or third video. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a podcast that I absolutely love and it is all about this, this, and this. I interview awesome entrepreneurs. Here are some past entrepreneurs that I have had on the platform. I also do some solo chats. If you're interested, check it out here. So you're driving traffic to your podcast that way in a Mm -hmm. whole new audience that I could almost guarantee have not logged on to Instagram, hate Facebook and have never, ever seen your face before. You know, it's like such a different audience set. A lot of Mm -hmm. them just are not living on other social platforms. So you're just tapping into a totally different type of client, type of audience. And it's just a nice way to diversify the type of people that find your work. You know, another way to think about it is let's say you're a health coach and you're on Instagram and you're like, Hey guys, like, you know, here is a way to eat healthier, some at home workouts through quarantine. And I want to show you how to really, you know, get this routine going for you. You could be doing it really casually on Instagram and, you know, you're there and you're in your sports gear and you're showing like what I eat in a day, those really fake, like, you know, popular videos mm. on LinkedIn, how we're going to contextualize it is basically to say, Hey guys, like, I know you're working at home at the moment. It might suck because you're not able to get to the gym. Probably the one aspect of your day that you were able to really break up that stress of back to back meetings. I want to show you how you can prepare a really healthy meal at home real quick in between your zoom meetings and those like big committee meetings or leadership meetings. And also how you can do some exercise snacks in between really, Mm -hmm. you know, jumping from one board paper to a leadership meeting, to an interview, to your staff meeting, whatever it is, how you can incorporate, you know, little seven minute breaks throughout the day. So you're speaking directly to your LinkedIn audience on how they are actually behaving in their work day as opposed Mm. to on Instagram. It might just be a come and watch my IG story. Whenever you have time, you're catching their attention whilst they're mid break and going, damn, I'm getting really fat and sitting down all day. I feel so unhealthy. (laughs) I'm just ordering Uber eats because I just don't have time to get to the shops. You're catering your content to the busy nine to five corporate who is just calling out for help when it comes to health and fitness. So that's another example. I love that. How would you say, um, busy nine to five corporate, how I'm just trying to think from my point of view, my LinkedIn, what are some issues that I would have that I have that would be the same as every most people. All right. So mine is 
just trying to think when I, when I first started, what did I first start using LinkedIn for? Mm, I can't remember. There's something like, well, anyway, whatever it was for, what is the issue right now? And I think a lot of people will be similar is that our audience that we have on LinkedIn. So what is it followers? Like what actually is it friends? What's the term? Connections and followers. So you can have both. So like my connections and followers are not my audience, like my ideal audience, right? So they're this, my, for me personally, it's like all CEOs and stuff, CEOs and founders. So for someone that maybe has a LinkedIn account and, they've, um, and let's just say they're a coach, right? They're, they've got their business up and running. But they, they opened a LinkedIn profile when they were working. Maybe they're still working, right? but they opened it for purely for professional reasons, networking, everything like that. Hey, when I move jobs type thing and the audience is full of those people. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. how do we start attracting the right people and getting the right connections there? Yeah. I mean, it's just like any platform when you're starting, you've got no idea who your content is going to reach and you sort of go, fingers crossed, I'm going to try some videos out. I'm going to cross pollinate my content on other platforms. So maybe people on Facebook and Instagram might come find me on LinkedIn and using the right hashtags. So LinkedIn also drives heavily off hashtags. So you could literally hash, hashtag mindset coach, business coach, health coach. People will find you and categorize you through the hashtags itself. And don't worry about the people that are already following you or your connections that aren't, or rather you presume aren't aligned because there will be some who are wanting to start their businesses and suddenly you're there and you're talking about, I've started my business, I've gone all in, here are some tips that I have for you. Or if you're wanting to, you know, change up the way you look at the world right now, we're going through some tough times, like here's how I do it. And demonstrates your mindset and demonstrates the way that you rewire and reframe. Like before we went on air, we were talking about having naps during the day. So there's like, you know, almost this sense of, yeah, there's so much freedom in the way we live our life that, you know, if you're looking for something like that, then entrepreneurship may just be for you. And if you're looking for advice on how to go about that, like what are some of the first steps to do that, then let's have a chat. You know, so your content is going to be so directed at that one person. And one of the things I will say is LinkedIn is becoming a younger and younger platform. So 585 million users, half of them are gen, um, gen Y's or millennials. So super interesting. Like, Mm. and then there's gen X's as well, gen X, gen Y millennials, and a huge portion of them are already in decision-making roles. So, which means that they're already in leadership roles, they're leading teams, they're doing cool stuff for their companies. And so when you think about it from that perspective, they're not scary old people. They're just like us. They just have jobs and they're just wanting to find other young voices on the platform that they can relate to. So when you're thinking about that, a lot of them are actually also wanting to get the hell out of there, to be honest. Like they don't want to be stuck in their nine to fives. They want to be doing something different especially now where maybe they are bored at home and they've got more time to research and they're they're traveling less and they're commuting less, you know, to and from work. Well, there'd be a ton of them that'd be Googling how to be healthier. How do I start a business? How do I manage my money better? How do I get on social media? You know, like looking for these people to show up on 
LinkedIn. So in summary, starting with a plan, 30 days, 60 days, like give it a good go, just like you would do with any other platform, but using the hashtags, being very clear about your ideal audience and creating content for that person. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So we've got videos, we've got hashtags being really clear who we're, we're working with. What would be the next thing? So from there, I would really be encouraging your audience to connect, follow, you know, have a conversation with them. Who, who are you? You know, just like when you first started to get your first followers on Instagram, you could really reach out to them and be like, hey, so great to have you here. Here's a little bit about me. What brings you to my page? You know, like that's obviously a very classic welcome strategy. Do that on LinkedIn as well. So mm. LinkedIn is essentially made to be a networking platform. So in the networking component side of things, you'll find that your DMs are very active. Now, there is a lot of rubbish on LinkedIn. I will be the first to say that there's a lot of people who want to sell shit to you or they're wanting to, you know, immediately put you into their funnel in some way, shape or form. Arguably so do other platforms, but LinkedIn is very intense there. So you have to wade through the coaches and the businesses that have bots set up, you know, people that are just not really there. Like they've got an agency doing it for them versus people who are the humans that are driving, you know, that connection and really wanting to create like community on LinkedIn. So I would, the next step after you've established your personal brand, you're creating videos is really connecting at a human level. Please do not copy and paste a call to action. Here's my free opt-in or here's my video series that you may be interested in, at least not in the first, you know, touch point, just build Mm. a connection there. Say, Hey, you might, you can do voice messages, which is really, you know, something on LinkedIn that's done a lot. So, you know, on Instagram DMS, you can do voice and video LinkedIn, just do a voice message and be like, Hey, you know, great to have you here. Yeah. My name's Luke. Let me know what you want to hear or see from me. Mm. And then like there, I can imagine there'd be a really good opportunity there because you know, one thing that I talk about down on Instagram is that I just look at, you know, how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I speak to this person or just get their attention and just be different to what everyone else is doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I do is with all my new followers, I send them a quick video um, and it's a, it's a, it's a video that just says this, Hey, what's up, Luke here. I just want to say hello. Thanks for the follow. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Um, and the engagement I get from it is like, seriously, like at least at minimum on a bad, bad run, minimum half would say like start conversation back. No, so cool. You know I what I mean? But like it's, so, it's easy to yeah. do. Yeah. And like, thing is no one does it you get some people that do the text hey what's up but it's like they just go to sell straight away and if i look at my linkedin and i turn i don't know what happens with linkedin but i turn the notifications off but they still keep coming through but you're so right if i looked at if i showed you my linkedin inbox multiple times a day it's like hi luke how are you blah 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 and it's like (laughs) man like fuck off get lost but if you just be like a normal human like you're talking about like you're just gonna stand out like we're not robots just because we're on a platform that mitch come across like it's a robotic platform 
you don't have to show up that way. So it, yeah, what you said there, like there would oh be so gosh, much opportunity yes. for it, eh? Because no one else was just doing it. I love it. Yeah. If you catch me on a bad day and I get a ton of those messages, I literally have to refrain <laughs> from just being like, fuck off, yeah. <laughs> send 10 times. <laughs> like if you catch me on a bad day. But, you know, most times I'll just block them. So if the immediate, yeah. if the immediate message is literally like, buy shit from me and you know it looks super spammy just block them mm. and i find like that energetically sends off that i'm unavailable for this yep. other times you know um i will definitely have a lot of beautiful humans who do reach out so on the on the flip side of the coin you'll have messages like hey luke i've been following you on instagram and now i'm seeing you here on linkedin i just wanted to let you know that i love your work you know it's just something that i've been meaning to say and reach out to it's just interesting to see which platform individuals feel more comfortable on in speaking to you. So you may have Instagram followers who mostly show up on LinkedIn, believe it or not, and feel better reaching out to you there rather than on your Instagram. Very, very interesting yeah. to see that come to life as well. Yeah. And that, that is interesting because it's, um, but if you think about it, like you have your platform that you're ultimately comfortable on. Yeah. It's almost like it's your, you're hanging out with your gang. Mm. It's where you feel that you belong the most. So, I mean, that makes sense. Just like, for example, with like LinkedIn to me is like, it's foreign. Uh, Instagram, I feel comfortable. Facebook, I don't really feel that very comfortable. Yeah. Like I don't really do much on Facebook. I've got my group, which is, which is good, but the Facebook itself, no, nah, it's not me. Um, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. And, and funnily enough, it was like the other way around for me where, I felt really comfy on LinkedIn and then I came over to Instagram and I'm like, what do I do on here? And yeah. you know, two years ago, it was maybe not as full on with entrepreneurship. It was very much the travel vlogger, you know, yeah. the girls in thongs. Like, it's just like <laughs> yeah. hang on a second. Like, <laughs> what is this platform? Like the muscle dudes. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. wait, like, how do I use this platform? This is fucking intimidating and do I need to hire like a professional photographer to follow me around like yeah. so it's the same whenever you're going to any new parade any party and it's just a matter of observing keeping an eye out seeing what parts resonate with you and what parts don't you know I'm sure on Instagram you're not using every single feature because some of them just don't really do much for you mm. and then same on, on LinkedIn. So if video is not your thing, then try the classic photo post. So you could literally have a photo and a post. You could repurpose it from Instagram, but just contextualize the copy for LinkedIn. That's all I ask you to do mm -hmm. in order for your post to go that little bit further. Yeah. We really need to keep in mind of the audience, which is the busy nine to five corporate. Yeah. That's like, mm -hmm. don't forget that. Don't forget exactly. that. That's, um, that's really interesting. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's straightforward. Yeah. But like, I mean, it's probably where I'm just trying to think back to when I would post content because mainly all I was doing was repurposing it. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh yeah, well I've heard about LinkedIn. So I better start giving that a go. Yeah. But I was just grabbing stuff. I was posting on Instagram and going, yep, straight across to LinkedIn, not putting any time, not changing or anything like that. Not really thinking about, well, what is the behavior and the mindset these people are in when using this? Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. is a, that's a huge one right there. Definitely. Yeah. 
And you, you could follow a lot of, you know, massive content creators that are doing it really well. So, you know, Gary V and the Tony Robbins and, you know, the Jasmine stars who are doing awesome on their relative core platform. And then you see how they're contextualizing for LinkedIn. Observe, observe, study, study. It's the, you're, you're going to see that Jasmine Starr's YouTube video is being repurposed for LinkedIn, mm. but her copy is completely different. Same video, right. different copy. And that's very smart because you can obviously really not have to create organic content all the time. Although yeah. I would say, if you can throw in a few pieces of organic made just for LinkedIn, it does make all the difference. People can tell on there. Okay. And um, you know how like say with, um, say if you look at Insta, you do a post and you know, long copy is the norm, right? In LinkedIn, is it not so much? Is it more that we're, you know, if we say you're posting a video, there's only a little bit of copy that goes along with it? There's 1300 characters that you can use on the LinkedIn platform. So yeah. it's yeah. how, how many characters can you use on Instagram? 2,200 with spaces. Okay. So it's not too far off. I mean, it's, it's a thousand words less, but I would say I would use all of it. I actually mostly run out of space and then I might need to post something in the comments in yeah, LinkedIn. Okay. So similar to what you would do if you did like a super long form post on, on, um, Insta. The other thing you can do is, you know, create a gallery post. So obviously have your picture and then have swipe through. So that works really well on LinkedIn as well. So if you had certain texts that you wanted to keep carrying on, that is a super way to also get your message across. So I wouldn't say it's short form text at all. In fact, a lot of LinkedIn followers like a good read. So, you know, thinking about they like the Sunday newspaper and reading Harvard Business Review or Entrepreneur Magazine or Forbes, they are reading long form text all the time and their behavior is going to be that as opposed to Twitter that has, you know, short term attention span. Yes, next. Yes, next. You know, but your audience will tell you what they want. Do you use Twitter? No, I used to. I actually, that's how I grew my, that's how I grew my initial following when I was in career coaching. I got to like 5,000, 6,000 followers really quickly. But nowadays it really truly is just a pick up and repurpose from certain, you know, Facebook or Instagram, but I can't say I'm actively on it. Do you? No, I've got a profile, but no, I think I've got one. Why didn't it work? If it's called a follower, I think I've got one follower. <laughs> I've maybe done, I've maybe done two tweets in my life. And I think one was about Katy Perry. I think. Oh my gosh. Really? Yeah, I I was like Katy Perry was like my my number one back in the day. Loved Katy, Perry. <laughs> not, not not into her now, but um, back in the day, yeah. I loved yeah, back it. Back in back in the day, are we talking like California Girls? That yeah, album? yeah, that was that was yeah. my that was my gen. <laughs> yeah, there. the fairy floss, that yeah. sort of look. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've traveled around Well, my wife and I have traveled all around the world to see her. We went, um, not the, not the Courtney's the fan. I'm the fan, but we went to, uh, we went to, uh, New York to see a concert and it was like, she was releasing a concert and like, baby, we've got to go. We've got to go. And I got tickets overnight and we're like, all right, well, we're going to America. And it was funny. Cause I got these like VIPs where, you know, the, the old stage where they, like they walk around you and you're in that little pit wow we that is that and it was like you know 10 year old girls and me and mind you i'm <laughs> three so there's all like 
you know, me with 10-year-old girls up to my hips. Courtney's like, oh, my God, the things I do for you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. I love that. You never know. You never know who inspires you. Oh, my gosh. You don't. You don't. Oh, look, I can't so think good. of anything else for in, uh, for LinkedIn. So, um, is there is there something else that we we need to be paying attention to? No, like I think this is a really good place to begin. You know, if you're mm. listening in and you're going, okay, let's do it. I feel somewhat inspired. I'm going to give it a go. Just give yourself a plan. I mean, if you're obviously just going on there and doing a couple of posts and then going, eh, it's not working. I'm not going to do it. Obviously, what you reap is what you sow. So give yourself a strategy, you know, 30 days, 60 days, whatever that looks like in order to create that content that, you know, that feels really great for your audience. If you are wanting to be inspired, you know, look around, just reach out to me and ask like who are some content creators that I can follow or who's doing it really well on the platform. I could definitely, you know, give you a ton to be inspired by as well. How many times a week would you recommend to, for someone starting out or they, you know, they just want to develop it? Um, how many times a week would you recommend them posting? At least three times a week, minimum. But, you know, if you're, if you're really in it and it's your core platform, content creators on there, we're posting two times a day. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, Ruby, where can everyone find anyone that wants to absolutely kill LinkedIn? Where can they, uh, where can they find out? And you don't just do LinkedIn though. Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn is one of my core offerings, but come on over. You'll find me on LinkedIn, just Ruby Lee. You will find, you'll see my face there. You can also follow me on Instagram, which is underscore Ruby Lee underscore. And yeah, I do a ton of stories. I love it. How good is stories? I don't know. I just would feel very lost without having stories as an option to be creative during the day. <laughs> do you know what? I'm, I'm like, I'm struggling now with stories because I'm like, my life is just stuck in this box. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I walk outside and I've got a scarf around my head. Um, so I'm no. like, you know, I'm doing a, doing a video and I'm like scarf head again. And then I'm inside the, the apartment. So I'm like, oh, yeah. But if you think about it this way, think about it this way though, you know, like one of the most watched TV shows of all time, Big Brother, literally yeah. just you're in a box. And yeah. that was so entertaining on its own. People mm. will find other humans entertaining. Even if you think it's boring, you are It'd be fascinating. I would, I would just watch a stop motion of you and your wife watching Katy Perry old videos on on TV, (laughs) having a dance in your living room, you know, like so good. So good. But thank you so much for having me on the pod, on the potty. It was awesome. No probs. Thanks for coming on. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.